What's going on family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. Sight is a function of the eyes, while vision is a function of the heart. Vision is being able to see the future before it comes into being. The ability to see farther than your eyes can look. It makes the unseen seen and visible and the unknown possible. There was a man that was mocked and called non-creative, but yet he continued to doodle draw. He created caricatures and then later on a series of cartoons and this man was the name, uh, his name was Walt Disney, and he went from being mocked and called non-creative in his art classes to having a company that is now worth 98 billions of dollars for his estate. Vision is what makes a person, an author, begin to write ideas on a napkin and then create a book series that will go on to sell 500 million copies worldwide. J.K. Rowling, who was the author of the Harry Potter series, began her book simply writing on a napkin. That's called vision. Vision is what God had for us when he sent his only begotten son, when he said, my vision is to have humanity be restored and relationship with man come together through my son, Jesus Christ. And now because of that vision, 2.19 billion people in the world have been reached with the gospel. The Bible has been translated into 2,900 languages because God had vision. And see, here is the reality that you weren't created to simply live day by day as it comes wherever the wind blows and it is what it is and I just take it day by day and let me live life on the edge doing nothing you were not created for that you serve a creative visionary God so that you could have vision vision it's seeing a tree when all you see is a seed vision is seeing opportunity when others see obstacles Vision is seeing solutions when others see problems. Vision is critical to everyone in this place. The reason why vision is critical is because if you look throughout the scripture, and, and trust me, take my word for it, and you can also do some searching yourself. If you look throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, God always spoke, spoke to people more about their future than he did about where they were. I promise you, if you look throughout the scripture, you will see that God does not speak to you as much as where you, about where you are as much as he does about where you are going. Where do we find that? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he says to the prophet Jeremiah, before I formed you in, the, in your mother's womb, I knew you, and before you were born, you were set apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. In Genesis 12, he gave Abraham the vision of being a father of many nations. In Genesis 13, he gave Joseph a vision of being a leader in his family. In Judges chapter 6, he gives Gideon a vision of being a warrior and a man that would deliver his tribe and his nation. God is not as much concerned about where you are as he is about where you're going. And God created you to have vision. And I thank God that he cares about where we're going because that means that we don't have to remain in the same places that we've been. 
And thank God that we serve a God of second and third chances because he has vision for us and he has mercy so that we can continue to press towards the future because he declares to someone today that your future is brighter than where you are. Your future is brighter than where you were. It just takes for us to have vision enough to say, God, I will press towards the future. Thank God that I don't have to stay stuck where I've been. Thank God that I don't have to stay stuck to my past. There is a future. There is vision for me. Something lies ahead. I thank God for that, that he declares to us that there is a future, there is a vision for us, but here it is. We must believe God for a vision because on the contrary, when we lack vision, when we don't have vision, we will live a frustrated, stagnated, and a life that is in decline. I'm gonna say it again. Whenever we lack vision, we will be frustrated. We will remain stagnant, we will remain restricted, and we will feel as if our mind, our spirit, and our dreams, and our visions are on a decline. How do I know this? Let me tell you what the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I wanna do a little bit of teaching today. I'm gonna help somebody out today. I'm gonna set you up for your 2019 because your 2019 is gonna be greater than your 2018. Okay, that was for five that said amen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare it again today for those that weren't able to hear me in the back. Uh, uh, your 2019 will be greater than your 2018. And your 2019 will be greater than your 2017. Your future will be brighter than your past. God will do great things in your life. I don't know who I'm speaking to today that was frustrated in 2018, but there is hope for you today. God is saying that your 2019 will be brighter than it was in the past. Look at what the scripture says, Proverbs 29, verse 18. I'm glad that I have five people that are gonna help me preach today. It says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. I'm reading from a different translation. Just read that, I'm gonna catch this one up. It says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. But happy is the person, he or she, who keeps the law. And the other translation said, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he who keeps the law is happy. There is no, when there is no revelation, when there is no prophetic revelation, when there is no word or no message for your life, when there is no vision, people cast off restraint. But Blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. When you don't have a vision, you will become frustrated. When you don't have a vision for your marriage, when you don't have a vision for your family, when you don't have vision for your children, when you don't have vision for your business, when you don't have vision as to why you go to school, some of y'all going to school paying thousands of dollars a year in debt and don't even know what you're gonna do in the future. Okay, I'm preaching to those who are watching via YouTube. <laughs> Come on, let's keep it real. We're in relationships, we have friendships, we're up in church every week, but what is your vision? You've got to have a vision, and if you've never had a vision before, God is stirring someone up today to have a vision for your family, have a vision for your children, begin to declare what your children are gonna be in Jesus' name. Have a vision for their life. Begin to declare in your marriage, what is the vision for your marriage? What is the vision? I want to lose weight. That's my vision. But for what? What are you going to do with the extra energy when you begin to preserve and take care of your body, which is the temple? What is the vision? Why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to have... I, 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 <laughs> 
I have so many conversations with, with young people. What do you want to do in the future? I want to be a business owner. What kind of business? I don't know. You've got to have a vision before you step into that next thing. I want to be an artist. What is the vision? I want to be an author. What is the vision? I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want to be a, a videographer. What is the vision? I want to be, th- I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be a preacher. I want to be a minister. I want to be a, what is the vision? Very important that you have a vision because when you lack vision, you will become frustrated. You will remain stagnant and you will go through a spiritual, emotional, and mental decline as a consequence of not having a vision. But thank God that you came to Hope Center today. Because I'm going to help somebody out today to catch a vision. If you're ready to catch a vision in 2019, just let me know that you're, you're ready to catch it. All right. If, you, if you're not taking notes already, please take something that you can write your notes down with. If you're watching me via YouTube, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to take these notes because you're more likely to, be, to re, uh, retain and remember what you write down. I want you to write it down. Of course, you can, you're watching this live. Of course, you can view this uh, in the future. But I want you to write it down because I want God to already start giving you those ideas you begin to already mold what can be out of your vision. Uh, For your vision to come to pass in 2019, in this year, I want to just throw you three principles about a vision. There's so much I could say about vision. This is a, some, a topic, a theme that I am extremely passionate about. This is my life. One of, the, one of the gifts that I say that God has given me is to be a visionary. And I don't say that to boast. This is actually one of the frustrating things. It's one of those things that can be most frustrating because I see the tree when others see a seed. And so it's frustrating when you're a visionary because you believe the potential in what can be when others around see something for what it is. You ever met people that live life with a microscope and you're trying to live life with a telescope? I'm, I'm trying to see down the line. That can't happen. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. We don't have the connection. And it's so frustrating when you already see what can be, but you remain stagnant because you're looking with your physical eyes, but not the eyes of the spirit. See, faith will oftentimes clash with logic. Faith is not the absence of logic. Logic come, plays into faith because you have to rationalize things, but, but faith, what it does is I thought it through, but even after thinking it through, my faith tells me, come on logic, I'm gonna carry you and I'm gonna take you where faith where faith can go and you can't. Faith will take your logic places that it didn't believe was possible. And in order for your vision to come to pass, you have to make sure that your vision is backed up. I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. You have to make sure that your vision is backed. Backed, backed. For those who understand business and study entrepreneurship, you understand the concept of being backed. When you're, develop, when you're developing a nonprofit or any startup, you have to go to someone that can back you, someone that can invest in you, an angel investor, someone who can give seed funding to your company, your organization. Whatever your vision is today, make sure that your vision is backed. Backed by who? Backed up by the Lord. In other words, commit whatever your vision is to God. Let's look at what the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. 
commit your vision to the Lord. Because when you commit your vision to the Lord, he'll let you know that vision that you have is not big enough. We can come up and begin to establish our own dreams, our own visions, our own plans, and God will tell you, that's the one for you. Or he will give you clarity, that's the direction that you need to take. Or he will let you know you're not believing for enough because we serve a big God, he gives us big visions and big dreams. I don't know who I'm speaking to in this place, but is there anybody in the room that has big dreams in the house today? Is there anybody that's believing God for something that's not within your means? Uh, I'm talking to the right crowd. If you're believing God for something that you don't have the resources for, cannot tell you. If you have the faith and you commit it to the Lord, the big God that you serve, he will back you when you commit it to him. Why is that? When we commit our visions to God, that means that we need to totally depend on him in order for that vision to come to pass. And that's what God wants, for our visions to be aligned with his will and his heart. Because when we commit our visions to the Lord, that means that we're gonna have to constantly seek direction from God in order for that vision to come to pass. If you can do it on your own, don't need no help from anybody, if you don't need any help from God, you don't need to pray about it, that's not a vision from God. That's just a good dream. But I'm praying that in 2019, God gives you a God dream. One that's going to require for you to have faith for it. One that's going to stretch you. One that as you begin to step out in faith is going to mold your character. A vision that's going to mold you to become the person that he's called you to be. A vision that will make you more like Jesus. A vision that will cause you to be dependent and fully reliant on God so that when you reach the vision, you will be able to say, that wasn't man that did it. That wasn't my friends that did it. That was God that did it. It wasn't man that opened doors. That was God. God that opened the door. I, I, I had some people help me along the way, but ultimately it was a God dream and God did it. I want people to have dreams in this place to be able to say that was God that did it, that was God that provided, that was God that opened doors, that was God that gave me strength, that was God who helped me to reach the vision. That is the kind of vision that he wants us to have today. You must commit your vision to the Lord. What is it? Place it in his hands. In the beginning of this year, while we're doing this 21 day fast, say, God, this is my vision. Help me align this vision to your heart, your will. Because here it is, God's visions have eternal significance, not just temporal ones. I wanna make money, that's my vision. What is the eternal significance of that? I just wanna store up money. What is, the, what is the purpose of just storing something up if it doesn't have eternal significance? See, when you create your visions, your plans, your ideas, and you don't commit them to the Lord, it will last here. It won't leave a long-lasting legacy with eternal significance. But when God gives you a vision, he will give you something that will long-last you and your generations. He will give you something of eternal significance. True vision, when you commit it to the Lord, it doesn't come from your whims. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's really from God. It's supported by the scripture, he backs it up and he will explain to you through the word and give you clarity as to what steps to take. I have a vision for my family. I hope that your vision is that whatever it is that you do with your family, that ultimately it will glorify God. 
I have a vision as an entrepreneur. My hope is that as an entrepreneur, that ultimately what your business does is advance the kingdom of God. I have a vision for my area of ministry. I hope that ultimately in your vision for your area of ministry ultimately lifts up the name of the Lord. See, that's a true vision from the Lord when ultimately it brings glory to him. Commit your vision to him, whatever it is. Just look at the person beside you and tell him, commit your vision to the Lord. Commit your vision to the Lord. The second thing I want you to write down today is you must make your vision specific today. You must make your vision specific. Let me tell you what the scripture says. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two and three. Scripture said the Lord's answer to Habakkuk after he prayed to the Lord. Then the Lord replied, write down the vision or the revelation. Make it plain on tablets so that a herald, a herald is an announcer, may run with it. For the revelation or the vision awaits an appointed time. It speaks of an end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. When you have a vision, make sure that you write the vision down because unless you provide concrete actions that explain how you accomplish your vision, nothing will ever take place. When a vision is vague, it holds no attraction. So the more specific you become with your vision, the more attention and more it will attract commitment. The more that it will attract action once your vision is specific. So make sure that there is action attached to your vision. I wanna lose weight, how are you gonna do it? It must be specific. I want to start up a company. You've got to write the vision and make sure it's specific. Make sure you have deadlines, measurables. Make sure you have mile markers. How do you know that you are making progress with that vision? Do nothing and nothing will come of your vision. You will get out of your vision what you put into it. You will get out of that schooling situation that you're in right now, what you put into it. You will get out of the business, what you put into it. You will get out of your relationships, out of your marriage and your children, what you put into it. So if you do nothing, nothing will happen. But pastor, you told me if I had faith and if I just believe, listen, believing is not sitting on your hands. The scripture says that faith without works is dead. Faith should move you to action. And when you write your vision down, and I know some of y'all don't like writing stuff down. If you don't type it out, if you don't like to write it, type it out. But you have to make sure that your vision has visuals. There's been statistics that says about approximately 60 to 65% of people are visual learners. So if you're a visual learner and you have a vision that's just in your head and nothing around you to remind you of that vision, how in the world are you gonna stay committed to that vision? Your vision must have visuals. So whatever it is that you're believing God for, write it down, type it out, print it out, and remind yourself every day of that vision. When you look in the mirror, remind yourself every day of that vision. When you're in your office, remind yourself every day. I'm, I'm, this year, you, if, if, if you have to write down this year, I will be the man that God has called me to be. I will be the husband that God has called me to be. I will be the father that God has called me to be. I will be the woman that God has called me to be, the woman of God, a leader, a world changer, a history maker. I will be the entrepreneur that will glorify God. I will be inspiring. I will be a motivator. I will give people words of write it down 
you gotta get tired of living the same way and doing the same things because that brings the same results. Until you get tired of doing the same things in the same way, you will not get different results. It's time for you to change that stinking attitude that you walk around with. All funky and nasty. Just for no reason. (laughs) Write down, walk with a smile. That's my vision. I want to be a person that inspires a room, not brings a room down. That's the kind of person that I want to be. I want to be a person that lifts others up and does not put them down. I want to be a person that brings people closer to God and to their vision than someone who puts them back from their relationship with God. Write it down. (laughs) Remind yourself. Attach an action. Instead of walking around with a frown, say, I'm going to walk around with a smile and a praise in my mouth. I'm going to have a word to encourage people. You have to write that vision, whatever it is that is in your heart, whatever it is that God has gifted you with, whatever it is that, that you're envisioning. See, vision is what, is what happens when you close your eyes, not what you see with here. Because let me tell you, can I speak to the real visionaries in the house that this will be deceiving? Any visionaries know what I'm talking about? This will be deceiving because your eyes will tell you it's not going to happen. Your your eyesight will tell you there's no way that God is going to open that door. But when I close my eyes, I begin to declare not what I'm seeing with my eyes, but what I see through the lens of faith and what I see through the lens of the spirit. And what man says is impossible through the lens of faith. My vision is possible. I want somebody to dream again. When I close my eyes, this is what I envision in my family. When I close my eyes and I see through the lens of faith, this is what I see for my career, my business, my family. This is what I envision. You've got to write it down. You've got to attach an action to it. This year is not the year to make excuses, baby. This is the year to make it happen. This is the year to make it happen. 2018, you made too many excuses. I can't give, I can't serve, I don't have any talents, I'm I'm weak, I'm tired, I don't have anything else to get. You made too many excuses and you remained in the same place. But this year is not the year to make excuses, it's the year to make it happen. Faith and works, faith and works, faith and action, faith and action. In fact, the word faith. The word faith in the the original language, it's a word that translates into a piston. If you're familiar with engineering and a vehicle, for those that that love cars, a piston is is part of the the engine. It's what makes it work. It's what pumps. It's what makes it function. So when we talk about faith, it's something that is at work. It's something that is active. It's something that is living. God wants you to have a life of vision and a life of faith that is active. Vision requires visuals. It requires for you to write it down. Let me give you this third thing, and I'll close with this point. Make sure that your dream is supported. In 2019, you're going to have to establish a team of accountability. You try to do it for too long on your own, in isolation. And in isolation, you became a victim of temptation. I'm preaching better than you're receiving. In 2019, your isolation 
made you a prison of depression, anxiety, fear, because you tried to face big battles on your own. 2019, you've got to break out and establish a team of accountability. So when the threats of depression, frustration, fear, and because let me tell you when, you, when you begin to walk out in your vision, it's gonna be scary. It is gonna be scary. But when you have people that God has placed in your life around you to hold you accountable, to have your back, they're gonna be there to encourage you. They're gonna be there to pray for you. They're gonna be there to push you forward towards that vision. Let's look at what the scripture says. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. It says, plans fail for lack of counsel. Anybody ever failed in your plan because you try to do it on your own? Can we keep it real? I'll be the first one to say it. I'm the first one. Try to do it on my own. Plans fail for a lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Another translation of that verse says, without consultation, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they succeed. In 2019, what I'm praying and declaring over your life is that God will surround you with other visionaries. You ever had a vision and just been connected with people with no vision? You know how frustrating that is? When you have a dream and all they do is shut your dream down. When you have a vision and all they tell you is how it won't happen. Am I the only one that's been through that? Am I talking to myself? Okay, you might be that person. That's why you're not saying anything. That's all right. So, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, in 2019, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be bird box with everybody. I'm not looking at anybody in the eyes that don't got vision. Because I don't want you to project your fears on me. I don't want you to project your doubts on me. I don't want you to project your negativity on me. I'm believing that this year will be a year that we speak by faith. This year we will speak positivity. This year we will speak optimism. I rebuke and cancel fear. I rebuke and cancel whatever uh, negativity and pessimism you had in you. I'm going to fast that thing out of you. But in this year, I want to surround myself with people who are visionaries. That even when they don't see it, because they're visionaries, they're going to say, listen, I don't see it yet, but I trust you. I'll be with you. Visionaries. You've got to surround yourself with people who have vision, with people who are also headed somewhere. Because when you are connected with people of vision, when vision meets vision, it pushes you, it propels you, it moves you to go forward. You need people around you that have vision. And can I tell you, in Hope Center, we're a church with vision. You don't have to look any further. If you're looking for people to get connected to, there is people with vision in this place. In fact, look at the person beside you and, 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 and just take a good look at them. That person has vision. Look at some of y'all not believing in <laughs> You don't have to look any further. This is the place where you can get connected with people of vision. You have to surround yourself with consultation, counsel. Do not do it on your own. Do not fight those battles alone. 2018, you said, I'm going to do it on my own, and you stay lonely. I'm going to fight these battles by myself because nobody got my back like I got my back, and you're stuck. I'm speaking to the people on YouTube. I know I'm not talking to y'all. But this year, you have to connect. You have to break out and have accountability, support, people that will walk with you when the vision is progressing. 
but people that will also be with you when it seems that the vision is deteriorating because they're going to tell you to keep going. Even when it seems like it's not happening, when you have visionaries around you, they'll tell you, we know it doesn't seem like it's happening right now, but if you truly believe God, like we believe, we're going to keep pressing, we're going to keep fighting, we're going to keep pushing. This year, you must have a team around you. You must establish that team for your vision to come to pass. You know, they studied uh, marathon runners. And when they studied marathon runners, they've run for approximately 26 miles. 26 miles, think about that. Some of y'all struggling with one. Um, that's me too, I'm including myself. 2019 though, my vision is, hey, summer body. Here it is, 26 miles. And very few have ever quit on that first mile. Why? Because there's momentum of starting something. Y'all know how exciting it is when you start something? Oh, it's amazing. The momentum of when everything is exciting, everything is new, everything is vibrant, anything is possible. You got in that relationship, oh, endless possibilities. I'm not going to keep it real with me. A couple years later, you're looking like, Lord, help me. You got into that, you got into that school. Oh, my goodness, endless possibilities. You got into, and you launched that business. Lord, I just see great and big things. I just, I see all of this happening, and I see this venture kicking off, and I see all these things happen. Very few people quit at the first mile. Very few people quit on the last mile because they can already see the finish line. And when you can see, they're physically drained, they're tired at that 26 mile. They are drained, but because they can see it, few people quit on that last mile. Studies have shown, there's been observed and when marathon runners have been interviewed, it's usually around the 20th mile that they quit because they've come so far, they fought to get to that 20th mile. It was challenging to get to that 20th mile. They are drained by that 20th mile. They feel like they've pressed on and they've made so much progress, but yet those six miles feel like an eternity to get to. And so oftentimes, it's the same way in our lives. We don't quit in the beginning. And we don't quit when we can see the end. We quit when we're fighting to get there because we don't see the end. And we've done so much to get to the place that we are. I'm gonna declare something over you and this is for those visionaries and dreamers that would receive it because I'm telling you from my heart and from my spirit that in this year you're gonna feel like you're getting to that 20th mile. There's no end in sight. You will have fought, you will have given, you, would, uh, you will feel like there's nothing else to give, you will be drained. But as I was praying, 
as to what to declare to you, what the Lord gave me to give to you, and if you will receive that today, is that when you get to your 20th mile and you feel that there's nothing else to give, the Holy Spirit said to me to tell you, someone in this place, that's when I'm going to come and give you that second win so you can make it to the end. I don't know who that's for, but I'm declaring that you're going to make it to the end. You might go dragging to the end, but you're going to make it to the end. You might have to fight to the end. Look at somebody and tell them you're going to make it to the end. Just look at somebody and tell them you're going to make it to the end. You didn't start the race to quit halfway. You started the race so you can finish the race. I wish I had somebody in this place that would say in 2019, I'm not going to start something and not finish it. I'm going to finish everything. Good God Almighty, I'm speaking to people that would say, whatever I start in Jesus' name, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish my schooling. I'm going to go through with this business. I'm going to go through with my commitments. I will be faithful and loyal to my calling when no one else is there. If I only have my team of accountability, if I only have two or three people, but I'm oppressed to the end, even when I'm drained, even when I'm tired, I'm going to make it to the end. Just declare that with me. Say it to yourself. Finish, finish, finish. Make it to the end. Declare that over yourself. Some of you have started so many things and, fin- and you quit halfway. This is not a time to quit. This is not a time to give up. This is not time to give in. God is saying that if I gave you that vision, even though it's tardy, That promise I give you, it will come to pass. That word that I gave you, it will come to pass. That vision that I gave you, you will see it with your eyes, but you just have to stay around a little while longer. There's so many people that will leave your life because they couldn't stick around to see the whole vision through. There will be so many with you that start, very few that end. You gotta stick around. Some of you, 2018, you gave up on your faith. 2018, you gave up believing God and trusting for that vision. You just need to stick around a little while longer. I know it gets difficult. I know you feel drained. I know you push. But God is telling you today, in that 20th mile, when you're feeling that here in 2019, he's going to give you the grace. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the strength. I don't know who's receiving that today. I wish I had three people that really believe that today because you know that that vision is coming to pass in 2019. What you see when you close your eyes, God is saying, I'm willing and able to do exceedingly and abundantly far beyond what you can imagine or think. If you believe a big God to do big things, I can do it. But will you stick around a little longer? Will you pray a little more than you did last year? Will you get in my word a little more this year than you did last year? Will you trust Jesus wholeheartedly and confidently despite what your eyes are telling you? Would you place your confidence, your abilities, your vision in Jesus' hands more than you did in 2018? He said, I can do it. I can get you to end that race. I just need a little more trust. I need you to push a little, a little further. 
Don't do things halfway this year. Don't do just enough. That just enough didn't get you where you wanted to be. Don't do things as if you're just doing it to please people and satisfy people. Scripture says everything that you do, do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. That vision, if it's from the Lord, give it your all this year. That vision, if it's from the Lord, give it your heart, give it your talent, give it your time, give it your attention, give it your nurture, everything that you have. You've got to fight for it. That vision, God is not gonna place it in your hands that easy. Because when he's given you things before, you wasted it, you took it for granted. This year, you gotta fight for it. He said, I'm gonna be with you, you gotta fight for it. But when you grab it, hold on to it. Hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it. There is a vision in our church. And every year we have what we call a theme. It's a vision under the general vision of the church. And our vision for 2019 is that this year is the year for us to be stronger. This is the year for us to have stronger faith, stronger impact, and stronger structure in every area of our lives. Over the next several weeks, I will be teaching on just that. What does it look like to have stronger faith? What does it look like to have stronger impact? What does it look like to have a stronger structure in our lives? That is the sub-vision, subdivision under our general vision of our church. I'm believing that word is for you, that this is your year to be stronger. I don't care what my eyes tell me, I'm gonna believe it. I don't care what I see in the natural, I'm gonna live and speak by faith. And I wanna know if there's anybody that's gonna join me to believe that this year, stronger faith, stronger impact, stronger structure. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my hope center. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.